Hey guys, and welcome to the Everything But The Kitchen Sink podcast, where we talk about everything but the kitchen sink. As always, I'm Kier. And I'm Moses. And we are so excited that you're joining us for yet another episode of Conspiracy Therapy. But before we get started, can we take a second to congratulate my amazing co-host on officially finishing his last fall semester of his undergraduate years. You're so close to joining the most expensive club of your 20s. It's Uh, called College Graduates. I'm so excited. You're so excited. So nice to have this month off of school. I know, right? Lord God, this semester took way too long. Oh, it's been like the best semester of my life since kindergarten. Because this is the first semester since kindergarten that I've not been in school. Must be nice. It really is. (laughs) All right. Now let's jump into today's story. Question. Do you think that the government has mastered how to control the minds of the general public, excluding mass media? Absolutely. (laughs) I wasn't expecting you to say yes. That ruins my (laughs) follow-up. Okay. I'm so sorry, but yes. Okay, how do you think? I mean, it's not like for everybody, but... Just the tactics that they use to, like, brainwash people mm. to make people think of a certain goal or idea. Yeah. And for them to follow it, even though it's, like, some straight crap. Like, I don't know if it's true or not, but I think I've heard of something that says about uh, President Trump was drinking bleach or some sort of, like, cleaning. I think it was cleaning products of that sort. And there was people that did it and died from it. Bro, what? Yeah, that's something I heard of. <laughs> drinking it for what? Don't hold me on that one. It's just. But drinking it for what? To get rid of COVID, you got to drink the cleaning product. Yo, <laughs> that's you know crazy. How, um, what's it called? Uh, what's that um one cleaning thing called? That was the first ones to claim. Oh, we one hundred percent killed the coronavirus. Lysol. Was it Lysol? I have no idea. It was it was some company. And Trump was like, oh, drink that. You'll be good. Wow. That's, that's just what I heard. I don't okay. know if it's true. <laughs> that's crazy. Full source notes are linked in the description. During the Cold War, because apparently the government was participating in Operation Let's Be Shady while at war, the CIA was convinced, and when I say convinced, I mean like convinced, that the communists had cracked the code for drug-induced mind control. The CIA decided that they wanted to know what this mysterious drug was, not because they wanted to shut it down, but because they wanted to weaponize it themselves. Of course. <laughs> what? <laughs> this led to the secret research project known as MK Ultra. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Okay, good. I be like when I be searching for things, I'm like, bruh. What if you heard of this? MK and I, Ultra. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell them, and then it's like not even gonna be good because you're like, I hate to break it to you, but I already know this. But anyway, does it even ring a bell? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good. MK Ultra was developed by chemist Sidney Gottlieb after the agency began to suspect that the Soviet unit, Union, sorry. China and North Korea were brainwashing U.S. agents in Korea. 
This operation was quoted as the most sustained search in history for techniques of mind control by journalist Stefan Kinzer. The CIA went as far as testing these experiments in American prisons, as well as detention centers in Japan, Germany, and the Philippines. Many of these individuals were subject to everything from electric shock to large doses of LSD. Between 1953 and 1964, over 150 human experiments were conducted by the CIA under this project. These experiments included psychedelic drugs, paraphylactics, and electroshock. Sometimes the subjects didn't even know that they were under the influence of the drugs. So they would just give it to them and like not even tell them. And if you know anything about research, especially psychological research, you have to get informed consent. So this is so illegal. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So illegal. They're breaking all the rules. They're breaking all the rules, but these people make the rules. So (laughs) 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 who finna turn them in themselves? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Bro. You got your own rules. What do you need to follow? I don't know. Chemist Gottlieb believed he could seize control of individuals' minds if, one, he was able to blast away their existing mind, and two, insert a new mind in its place. While the second step of his process failed to have any major (laughs) advancements, he went through extensive lengths to accomplish his first step. To this day, there's no clear knowledge of just how many people died or were permanently affected by Project MKUltra. How much people would you assume? Like, who would you, like, predict? So, the um, article that I read was talking about over 150 people. So, there's 150 people confirmed. So, if that's the confirmed, and this happened for years, I'm going to say that it's probably pretty extensive. I'm going to say at least 1,000. Ooh. I know. I mean, they were already killing people like on the last episode of Conspiracy Therapy when we were talking about the Cold War and Project Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just, they were stealing the dead bodies and maybe they were creating some of them over here. I don't know. They don't mean nothing to them. Uh, they just got to do them experiments. Yeah, those completely unethical ones. Anyway. <laughs> Ultimately, Gottlieb concluded that mind control wasn't possible. So not only is the extent of this project not known, it didn't even lead to anything. He was like, well, sorry, I killed all these hundreds of people, but, you know, didn't do anything for me. Like, um, we can't control minds. Wow. We couldn't have thought of that like a hundred of deaths ago. Like, anyway. Anything for the research. Bruh, <laughs> apparently that's that's how they felt. No regard for human life. No man. regard. Uh, they would not pass an ethics board. That's crazy. <laughs> LSD was defined as being too unpredictable for counterintelligence. However, the CIA did not stop there. They tried ecstasy, mesclan, heroin, barbiturates, meth, and magic shrooms. Okay, so they're like, okay, LSD didn't work for us, but you know what? We have some other drugs. Did you say barbiturates? Yeah, barbiturates. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, I feel so bad. That that was the only thing that stood out to me. No, I feel bad. 
Because I'm like, I really got to think hard. And like, this is part of like my whole degree. So barbiturates is like a classification of drugs that have like, the, like an upper effect. Like, they're not good. They're like the, they're the last resort of what you want to use to like treat someone for like a mental illness. I think. Ugh. Oh, oh my really? Gosh. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a classified medicine kind of? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like when you hear about barbiturates, you hear about like mental illnesses such as like being like schizophrenic or having bipolar disorder. Like they're like really strong um, psychedelics or like not psychedelics, like psychological drugs. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I can't believe I've never heard of them. I took intro to psych, you know. I know oh. little, I, I know a little something myself. I love how you say that. Bro, maybe it's not a good thing that I've been out of school for this semester because it took me mad long to think of what they are and I'm I'm really hoping that I'm correct because I'm gonna feel like a my degree is useless if I'm wrong. But anyway. One experiment in particular under MK Ultra was Operation Midnight Climax. Okay. Under this project, the CIA had prostitutes lure men into government-owned safe houses. And once they arrived there, the CIA would drug them up with LSD and just watch what happened. They just watched. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear me? They just, I'm sorry for laughing at it. Because, like, they're being being tortured. But, like, it's just, like, really? Like, exactly. That's why I'm laughing. It's just like, why? Why? But, yes. And it's even speculated that they would drink cocktails while they observed the men through the two-way mirrors. These guys were living their best life while people were suffering. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. This experiment was not well supervised. Many agents admitted that the operation had a party-like atmosphere. Agent George. (laughs) (laughs) Party-like? Yikes. Oh they my said god! Party like atmosphere—that's that, so like, low. That's so bad. Exactly. Like I'm laughing because it's like I can't believe that these people actually said this. Like government officials actually thought it was okay to say this. Okay, and it only gets worse. Okay, so Agent George White was quoted saying, "Where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, kill?" and cheat deceive rape and pillage with the sanction and blessing of the all highest and this was in a letter to Gottlieb. so the chemist that was in charge of this entire project he sent that to them describing the operation like literally anyway that man's out of control they were all out of control he's literally saying where else can you basically be gifted a place and a budget to pillage and rape just imagine that like they gave you somewhere they gave you access they gave you drugs to do whatever you to want do whatever you want no okay. rules no limits Jeez. and the interesting thing about it like as i'm listening to this is just crazy because the cia was never supposed to actually like operate on american ground like it's supposed to be like part of our foreign sector the cia yes Oh, I've never known that. Yeah, good. of course you don't know that because then they'd have to explain why they're operating inside the U.S. Please don't, like, please. I really just don't need the FBI at my door, but I'm just really sorry that that's a true fact. <laughs> <laughs> FBI, open up. 
<laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Watch this be the time that like Jason wants to come to the uh, door. But anyway. In 1953, a scientist by the name of Frank Olson died because he was given a drink that was secretly spiked with LSD by the CIA. Like the details of what the specific event was happening, like that was happening during this time, I couldn't find. But somehow a cia agent gave him a secretly spiked drink and three days later he died yeah so his um at first what a coincidence hmm, it was not a coincidence at first they said that like you know it might have been like natural causes or like a heart attack or something and then his family asked for a second autopsy and that's when it came out that like he had a crap ton of lsd in his system Uh uh-huh and that resulted in a $750,000 settlement to his family and a personal apology from President Ford. I don't know why people think, well, why the government thinks that money and apologies fix situations that should have never happened had they employed basic ethics. It's like mm-hmm. slavery. Oh, sorry. Here's some money. Like We're sorry. Uh, <laughs> Like, Man. Japanese internment camps. Oh, sorry. Here's like some money. You see it all the time. Like, people that were um, wrongfully accused in prison, they served, like, 20, 25. Yeah. And then our, our technology is better now, so they look into it. Mm-hmm. And they find out they didn't do it. Okay, sorry. Right. Here's a million dollars. Restart your life. Uh, like, bruh, <laughs> 20 years. Like, you know, they're not really going to be able to function he in society. Can never like, give it back. But, oh, my gosh. It probably, like, we probably didn't even have the kind of cell phones that we have. Somebody mm-hmm. was in there for 20 years. That's crazy. But while there were many people unwillingly affected by MK Ultra, some individuals, including Ken Kessie, the Unabomber, and mobsters, volunteered to participate in the experiments. These volunteers went as far as to host parties where they combined LSD use with creative content creating. That's what they called it. These parties had a notable impact on the start of the hippie culture and the 1960s psychedelic drug scene. It wasn't until 1975, following an article by Seymour Hersh, that the president... Um, that President Ford created a commission to look into the illegal activities of the CIA. Mind you, um, Project Sunshine that we talked about in the last episode yeah. happened in the 1950s, um, ended in the 1940s, beginning of the 1950s, and it wasn't until 1975, so like 20, 25 years later, that he was like, mm, <laughs> we should probably think about looking into all these things. Of course. And he probably only wanted to look into it because during that time, he was dealing with, like, Watergate. So, he probably just like, you know what? I get that we're lying about this over here, but how about we look at the CIA, you know? They've been drugging people. They've been drugging them. We got to look into that. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and hey. if you guys are confused at all about what we're talking about when we spring up sunshine, please go check out that last video. Promise it'll it'll be worth your while nice plug babe nice plug all right guys thank you for joining us yet again and i know that there was a lot of like mind-blowing facts in here and 
just think about it like this is only half of the information that i found we'll probably end up doing a part two because there's just that much stuff on mk ultra alone um so if you guys want to hear that be sure to subscribe and we will see you guys next time bye bye